Shades of the Past, a bank well-known in the startup world and based in California, collapsed today. It is a big story and we'll flesh it out for you. The jobs report hit today and yes, the U.S. did add a bunch in February. It's the business news headlines for Friday, the 10th day of March. Thanks for being here. And we're working through some technical issues today, so hang with us. You know, for all the good news about the economy, one group is being left behind. Women. Again, it's women. Is there any end to the mess over at Wells Fargo? We'll tell you about that story. We've got the Wall Street Report and what's shaken over at HBO Max? We'll share that story. Let's go. Insight on business news and comment with Michael Libby is made possible through the support of Tarot International, the premier interpersonal skills, research, and corporate training company. Achieve, lead, and outclass with Tarot. T-E-R-O.com. Focus and Find, a high-level, socially responsible search firm helping major corporations in their search for diverse talent. Focusandfind.com. Funding also comes from the National Tractor Parts Dealer Association, an international organization supporting the new and used agricultural and construction parts industry. Learn more at ntpda.com. Thank you, Hunter Pease, and welcome to this, the Friday edition of the Business News Headlines. I'm your host, Michael Libby, and yeah, we've been having some weird technical things going on in the studio all day. Well, I, I should say we're not in our studio. We're on a a remote location today, and maybe that could be the issue. Hey, you want to go ahead and follow us on Twitter? You can find us at IOB underscore NewsHour. Well, this was no small event. It was the second largest bank to fail in U.S. history. On Friday morning, the Silicon Valley Bank was closed down by bank regulators and put under the control of the U.S. Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, you know, the old FDIC. CNN is reporting that the FDIC, that's an independent government agency that insures bank deposits and overseas financial institutions, said all insured depositors will have full access to their insured deposits by no later than Monday morning. It also said it would pay uninsured depositors an advanced dividend within the next week. So what the heck happened? Well, on Wednesday, the bank, SBV, announced it had sold a bunch of securities at a loss and that it would sell $2.25 billion worth in new shares to shore up its balance sheet. Well, that triggered a panic among key venture capital firms who reportedly advised companies to withdraw their money from the bank. The company's stock then cratered on Thursday, dragging other banks down with it. By Friday morning, SBV's shares were halted, and it had to abandon efforts to quickly raise capital or find a buyer. Several other bank stocks were temporarily halted on Friday, including First Republic, PacWest Bank Corp., and Signature Bank. The mid-morning timing of the FDIC's takeover was noteworthy, as the agency typically waits until the market is closed to intervene. Silicon Valley Bank's decline stems partly from the Federal Reserve's aggressive interest rate hikes over the past year. When interest rates were near zero, banks loaded up on long-dated, seemingly low-risk treasuries. But 
As the Fed raises interest rates to fight inflation, the value of those assets has fallen, leaving banks sitting on unrealized losses. Moody's chief economist Mark Zandi said that higher rates hit tech especially hard, undercutting the value of tech stocks and making it tough to raise funds. And that prompted many tech firms to draw down the deposits they held at SVB to fund their operations. While relatively unknown outside of Silicon Valley, SVB was among the top 20 American commercial banks with $209 billion in total assets at the end of last year. All of that, according to the FDIC. It is the largest lender to fail since Washington Mutual collapsed way back in 2008. All of this had investors in a selling mode, and at one time the Dow was off by more than 500 points. Those numbers from today, coming at you in just a bit. Well, once again, the experts were not correct. The February jobs report came in this morning, and the U.S. added some 311,000 jobs that month, much higher than the estimate of 205,000 jobs. Meanwhile, the January revised report indicates the jobs that month were 504,000, rather than the 517,000 jobs first reported. The unemployment rate ticked up from 3.4% to 3.6%. Now, while this report is a strong indication of the labor market, it makes things tough on the central bank, who are in the midst of trying to tamp down inflation. The next shoe to fall is the Consumer Price Index due out next week. And if that shows continuing inflation... Well, the Fed will no doubt raise interest rates at the half-point level. You know, one has to start wondering if the Fed will make a dent. What is happening is the U.S. economy is not coming in for a soft landing. But at this time, right now, the U.S. economy is actually soaring. Women continue to lag in the wage department, even if we did celebrate the International Day of Woman. The new Wells Fargo report shows the number of single women in the labor force has grown three times faster than the broader labor pool over the past decade. At the same time, their salaries, however, have failed to keep up with those of their male counterparts. Never-married women earned just 92% of what never-married men did last year. That's according to the Wells Fargo report. Women also reported having 29% less wealth overall. Now, it's not just single women. The overall wage gap between men and women has stagnated over the past 20, count them, 20 years. In 2020, U.S. women on average earned about 82 cents for every dollar a man earned, all of that according to a new Pew Research Center analysis of median hourly earnings of both full and part-time workers. Now, get this. That represents an improvement of just three cents since 2002. So let's just call all of this what it is. It's discrimination, wage discrimination. And it's hurting, and it's awful. Speaking of Wells Fargo, they say it's a computer glitch. Okay, but why not warn customers? The street is reporting that Wells Fargo customers are reporting missing deposits and missing paychecks. 
Some customers called the bank to inquire about the problem, and they were left wondering why Wells Fargo did not alert them that there was a problem. Here's an example of what some customers are saying on Twitter. Quote, I called Wells Fargo, noticed my paycheck is missing, and I need to pay my mortgage. They said it's a computer glitch, and they're working on it. So why didn't they send alerts or email notifications to their customers? End quote. Other customers vowed to close their accounts, with some saying the issue was restricting them from making crucial payments. Now, if you do have a Wells Fargo account and you are able to check your balances, you can do that. We just checked. And you may see a notice that indicates this is a technical issue, and Wells Fargo is sorry for any inconvenience. That's nice. We've been having technical issues as well, and we are going to try to get this out from our remote location, so hang in there with us. It was quite a day on Wall Street as banks took a big hit. At one point, the Dow was off by over 500 points, only to bounce back a bit and end Friday off by 345 points at 31,909. The Nasdaq closed down 199 points at 11,138, and the S&P 500 finished the week down 56 points at 3861. It was, by the way, the worst week since June of last year. For the week, the Dow fell by 4.4%, the Nasdaq lost 4.7%, and the S&P 500 fell by 4.5%. And finally, there is this, and this has to do with HBO Max. Bloomberg is reporting that HBO Max is about to get a new name and a lot more content. According to unnamed sources, parent company Warner Brothers Discovery will add quote, thousands of titles, end quote, to the streamer, slated to be renamed Max, but without a price hike. Subscription fees would hold steady around 16 bucks a month. Also on deck, a $10 a month ad-supported tier and a $20 plan with better video quality. Warner Brothers CEO David Zaslav hopes to attract more subscribers with the content push and name change, both reportedly designed to broaden the streamer's appeal. And that is a wrap for the Friday edition of the Business News Headlines. Thanks so very much for making this work with us. I think we're I think we're actually going to get this out on the air. Hey, a reminder that we are back on Sunday with the Business Week in Review, and that will be only on News Talk 1540, KXCL, and yes, we do stream. That will be Sunday, noon central. Catch you then. For all of us that put this together each and every day, Chap Ramsey is our production coordinator, sales and marketing, Aaron Libby. The voice of the Business News Hour is Hunter Pease, and the music you're listening to right now was arranged, composed, and conducted by our friend James Goodlett of Jam Good Productions. For all those folks, my name's Michael Libby. Have yourself a great weekend. Be safe, be well, be careful. Most of all, be good to your fellow man. Good day. <laughs>